0: Hello, I'm Rithian Knight, and this is Thai Hi-Fi. This week, uh, you'll find me describing a little bit of a pickle I and my family found ourselves in, and uh, a little bit of problem-solving as we prepared to uh, to move through as gracefully as we could. So, I hope you enjoy it, Give you a little bit of an opportunity to get to know me a little bit better, and... Uh, also the kind of holding pattern that we're in as we prepare for the crofting commission to uh, to allow us to move on to the ground so sit back relax and uh, hope you enjoy this week's episode subject of tonight's podcast is fuel resilience. I guess in a way if I look at it, its polar op- opposite I'm thinking about fuel poverty. Yeah I pride myself on living well and living warm you know I think my MO would be sitting on a warm thermal, thermally charged bench in shorts and t-shirt on a freezy frosty night and feeling very glad about the tiny amount of wood I've used in order to heat my family well. And, you know, I guess ideally I would have bread baking on top and, uh, yeah, beautiful smell of drying foods in the air. That's not exactly the situation that I'm in right now. I guess I uh, realised tonight that it's the first time in probably 15... Even 20 years that I've found myself in a conventional living situation. I guess my wider picture is I'm in a bit of a holding pattern with my family at the moment, in preparation for moving on to our woodland croft. You know, and there's a there's a waiting game at the moment, and uh, yeah, we've chosen to move from a place which was very resilient in terms of its of meeting our needs sustainably, creatively, resiliently and being in a conventional house is definitely presenting its challenges so I just wanted to spell out a situation I found myself in tonight, this evening it's uh, a cold winter's eve it's warm in the house but if I step outside my door there are millions of crisp stars frosty air I guess the moon is just about heading towards new. So, what's the situation I'm in? I wouldn't say it's an emergent it's an emergency situation, but I definitely come the morning I am going to be presented with what I consider to be a pretty major inconvenience. There will be no power. So that means no heat, no communications, no cooking facility no light and yeah i guess no freezing capacity that sort of thing so yeah it's it's uh just presented itself we have a um situation many of these list many of the listeners will find themselves in we have an electricity meter which uh, has a key that you you put into the meter and you charge the key up at a at a post office or some kind of other pay point so I guess there was 30 pounds on it quite some time ago so I f- made it to the shops this week and I, I put I put a lot of money on it actually it's um, considerable investment is 150 pound on the key and so tonight I thought oh I'll just uh, let's go put the key in the meter and put that bit of virtual money on a bit of plastic into a into a machine that tells me how many kilowatt hours I've got left so I put it in and uh, it didn't work and I put it in again and it definitely didn't work and you know 20 or 30 times later I was pretty convinced that it wasn't going to work no matter how many times I put it in and out so that's the scenario that you know the um, situation is I have no means to charge my meter so you know I rang the powers at B and impressed upon them the situation and uh, they may or may not come tomorrow living in rural Scotland as I do it's not like I can get to a place where there are these plastic keys so somehow someone's got to get one to me and uh, I guess that can take time it also makes me think well what would happen if one couldn't get to me I guess it's a hypothetical situation in this case uh but anyway that's that that's me spelling out the situation in the morning there will be no electricity so tonight i've been planning i'm like well what are we going to do apart from ringing for somebody else to help how are we going to help ourselves in the morning you know the the day progresses you know there are things to do so the first thing i did because i definitely want to um sort out the situation is I checked my communications, you know, I charged my phones and, um, I checked the router. So it turns out my 4g internet router is uh one amp. doesn't draw a lot of power and it has a 12 volt, um, 12 volts and one amp essentially. So it's not out the question that I can rig that from some kind of battery setup, uh, just a question of finding the right lead to take it from 12 volts and into the router box so when my mobile phone battery runs out it doesn't mean that's the end of the communication setup so that's good light seems fairly simple in the short term you know we i think i may need a trip to the shops to get some some candles i think from you know looking after the people in my charge heat is a is, is a big consideration this time of year Fortunately, you know, we've invested in hot water bottles and certainly I found definitely in times of my life where I've been in pretty dire situations wearing a hot water bottle just under the the back of the belt in the kidney area with some layers on top can term a pretty grim situation. Even if you're wet through, you know, wearing a hot water bottle on the kidneys can actually make you feel pretty good, you know can cheer you right up so we have hot water bottles and fortunately i still have my green van with a wood-burning stove in it so if needs be if things get really really cold then i guess we could make space and uh retreat to the van for a heat being seasoned kind of campers i we have tranja cook stoves good old classic methylated spirit stoves i have five liters of meths um, And of course, you know, if I was encouraged anyone, to, if anyone's get, has been asked what they want for Christmas <laughs> this year, then I would really recommend getting a, a small pressure cooker. The amount of energy I've saved by using a pressure cooker, I, cu- I couldn't even say they are wonderful devices. And if you can bring one up to pressure, it can cook your food. um, quickly and without hardly any power at all so so i feel like pretty confident the combination of the transger and the pressure cooker is going to be fine and all the kind of grinding and that sort of thing that we might do with power tools we could do that manually it's good to talk these things through i realize it's not it is an inconvenience as opposed to an emergency tomorrow but um You know, even with our freezer, I've just thrown a couple of duvets over the top of our refrigeration stuff at the moment just to keep that in a bit of a longer holding pattern until we can sort it out. You know, the lady on the phone, she said that uh, even though I've got £2.19 left, that isn't going to run out in the evening, she said. There's uh, there's some sort of fail-safe. That if you're if you run out of electricity in the night, if you run out of credit in the night, it stays on till morning. So, I thought, well, we best make good use of that. Make hay while the sun shines. So we've been downloading some uh, some cartoons for the little one, some films for us. I've been making sure our communication devices are fully charged. Our batteries are fully charged. Taken the liberty to make sure everything's washed up while we've got hot water and yeah we've even made sure that we're clean and our clothes are clean for the morning too because we won't have the option to be bathing in hot water until we sort it out but yeah i, I guess making hay while the sun shines as we are this evening um, with the use of our electricity i realize how both how dependent but also grateful i am for the yeah, the power that comes into our house that we can utilize. I guess there's also quite a lot to be thankful for in terms of resources out with our own little nuclear holding pattern that we're in at the moment. You know, we have neighbours, I guess, that we could draw on. Um, there is wood to be found round about or bought round about. And uh It may be seven miles, but I guess if we needed to, we could easily get to the shops tomorrow for some provisions such as candles. I guess we are definitely going to need candles. I guess I have both a celebration and a little bit of grief around this notion of fuel poverty. You know, I'm fortunate enough to... uh, have money to put on my meter the meter just doesn't happen to be working at the moment but uh, you know when I'm looking to people I know but also a bit further afield by watching the news at the moment there are, as there is most winter big problems for folk with fuel poverty you know, people worrying about putting money on the meter I guess Conversely, looking back to this time last year, I was sitting in probably the most resilient scenario I've ever really conceived of. It's certainly something that we're aspirational of for living on our croft. But, uh, you know, we were living... It was a working situation, but we were living with a 4-kilowatt wood turbine, wind turbine, wood-burning stove as backup... And I think it was a sort of a 10 or 12 pattern solar array charging some submarine batteries too at an audio education centre on the Isle of Mull. And as you might imagine, the wind in that part of the Inner Hebrides is pretty strong at winter. So every night there were, let me count it, one, two, yeah, three... (laughs) <laughs> three massive cylinders of hot waters in different parts of the building which required emptying you know they got so hot because uh all of the excess power was dumped into the hot into the water tanks you know and they heated up so this time last year it was part of my duty to drain off all that hot water every night and we did it by uh f- we had some old water tanks which we kept outside a big plastic water tank which I could fill by hosepipe via the tap so this time last year pretty much every night under the millions of stars right next to the sea I would sit and bathe in boiling hot water just contemplating the stars And our next move it was there really that we conceived of getting through the holding pattern that we're currently in yeah I'd pre- cut and prepared so much wood for the center over the season that we would lived abundantly in shorts and t-shirt often in the nights um, around the wood stove cooking not even having to be reliant on the uh, the gas cookers that we had there you know we could just cook directly on the stove and occasionally just turn the gas on to burn bread when we couldn't bring ourselves to use the bread oven I guess there was a lot of investment in in creating those resources in the first place. You know, goodness knows how much a four kilowatt wind turbine costs. It's certainly beyond my means at the moment. But the experience of living with free and abundant energy just really took the weight off our shoulders. You know, there was so much more time to devote to other things in life. I didn't have to worry, and, and 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 it was also that sense of not causing any harm. It was a wonderful thing to take free and abundant baths and provide free and abundant baths for my family or indeed anybody else that cared to visit us down that wee track. So I guess I'm looking both ways to so those of us that are can't heat our homes at the moment to the possibility of having a hyper abundance and making and meeting our our basic needs creatively and well without any harm yeah I can see both from this vantage point so for those of you whose meter is going down rapidly or it's gone down or you're not sure when you're next gonna be able to charge it up. Not sure exactly what I want to say. I think if I was to offer any kind of take home, if you don't have one already, I would spend the two ninety nine or so in getting a hot water bottle. That would be my first scenario. Definitely reaching for ours most days. A hot water bottle in the kidneys sorts me out. Big style (laughs) when I'm cold. And when I'm warm, I can think better. You know, Um, even taking that short inventory uh, this evening of what I'm going to do in the morning, I guess that frees me up to think a bit more creatively once I'm making my way through that list tomorrow going to uh, make sure i can keep my communication channels open first thing that's my first point of call but i guess you know your scenario will be different um taking an inventory of those basic needs and how you might meet them i guess i guess is a good place to start one of my heroes i think he's currently in boston now there's a place in need of central heating this time of year, Mister Chuck D. He has an album out right now with Public Enemy, or at least what's left of Public Enemy. Um, it's called "What You're Going to Do When the Grid Goes Down." Yeah, it's a very real and visceral question for many of us this time of year. There's uh, there's a wonderful thing called the National Grid. But of course you have to pay to be on it. And we can't always rely on it being there. So that's the wider creative question that i definitely love to explore with different people in future podcasts. I'm sure there will be many amongst us that have some excellent stories about meeting their primary needs creatively. Or even have some, you know, Visions with acuity about how we might go forward and meeting our needs creatively in the future too so yeah as I say, living well, living warm is a subject that's really close to my heart as I'm sure it is to yours too wanted to thank you for listening to tonight's podcast and please uh, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already for future updates we have uh, some very interesting speakers coming up soon to be announced but but for tonight just want to thank you for listening and wish you a warm